2: And this is why most people have a hard time worshiping God. Their affections are elsewhere. How can I come in and worship God if my affections are elsewhere? I've been feeding on things that are not of God all week. Maybe I've stumbled. If I don't repent and get back on track, it's hard. I don't really, I I come to church and I kind of feel stagnant and I feel dead, And but I did the right thing. I checked it off and and I just can't, why are those people so emotional? Why do they want to come to church every night? I'm just not, I'm I'm not,
1: I'm not feeling it. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of this faith-filled message from Pastor Shane titled, Small Hinges Open Big Doors. Revivalist preacher Charles Spurgeon once said, My faith rests not in what I am, or shall be, or feel, or know, but in what Christ is, in what He has done, and in what He is doing for me. Today, Pastor Shane encourages you to trust in the Lord with all your heart, not to rely on your own perspective in life, but rather fully placing all of your faith in the Lord Jesus today. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Eidelman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman.
2: Small hinges
1: open big
2: doors. Small hinges open big doors. I had the title initially was Small choices make a big deal. But my friend Malachi O'Brien texted me this title and I said, I like it better. So we'll give him credit for that. And even in the, in the illustration I just mentioned with the person I know and others, it's, it's the small things that are going to begin to add up. You've, you've got to nip those small things in the, that's where the nip it in the bud comes from. Remember hearing, hearing, hearing that a lot? I did when I was a kid by my mom. It's the small things are going to open the big door, and we find ourselves in Revelation nine, thirteen through twenty-one. And I didn't want to just you know glance over this. Um, I wanted to really give it some 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 due diligence because the topic is so important. So let's look at this very first verse. The sixth trumpet, the angels from the Euphrates. Now, <laughs> this topic is interesting because there's so many different views on this. But let's just read Scripture and, and see what God wants to say. And where God wants us to remain silent, where He wants us to um, speak possibly. Rev- Revelation nine thirteen through 19. Then the sixth angel sounded. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you got to go back and listen to the different messages. And I heard a voice. I almost titled it, I Heard a Voice, and hearing the voice of God, but maybe for a later date. And so he heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So something is being withheld, and then they're given permission. Remember, the devil is God's devil. Once you process that, you'll understand what I'm saying. He's under God's sovereign control. And something is being withheld. And so when it's released, and that's my concern even with where our country's going, I mean, you can't read all this perversion to kids in the school districts and the school, the cowardly woke school boards and and, 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 pranting around, uh, this, this, this sexual perversion and you've got men dressing up as women and, and inviting kids things that's family friendly. Give me a break. That is demonic and that is perverted. And you have these things, you have these things being released. As well, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. This could be some commentators uh, say, and, and I don't disagree. And it's it's a, it's, a um, it's an interesting concept, and I haven't fully you know embraced the the the, the different one of the views out there um, where you can take authority over principalities in your area, uh, but there's scriptural backing to that. You know, the prince of Persia withheld the angel that was going to deliver a message to Daniel. How, how did this prince of Persia, it wasn't some actual prince, so are there, and there could be strongholds over certain areas. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And it goes on to say, rulers powers of darkness, so there's different things, and it's weird to think that, that you know, is there a principality over Los Angeles County? You know, I don't know where God draws the lines at, uh, but you know atmosphere and environment matter. There are certain areas where, and, and I wanted to share some tonight, I don't know if I'll be able to put it all together, reading, um, there's actually a book, it's called They Found the Secret. No, it's not something Oprah endorses. Uh, and you've heard me mention it before. It's, it's 20 stories of solid Christians who fully surrendered their lives years later, and the Spirit of God came upon them like never before. And that's when they became God's man or God's woman. It wasn't until then that, that the mighty baptism of the Spirit, the mighty anointing of the Spirit, the unction, whatever it is, got to have it. Especially now to get through these dire times. And so there could be where a group of people are worshiping and, and the atmosphere is, is thick with God's presence and reading. I think it was even New Hebrides revivals uh, where people are just walking down the road. You know, they're a mile from the chapel and they fall down on their knees and they begin repenting and giving their hearts to the Lord all across the, the, the town of New Hebrides. You can read Duncan Campbell's uh, work on that. Uh, same thing with Evan Roberts, 1904, 1905 revival, uh, and even no matter what your thoughts are on the Azusa Street revival in Los Angeles, many you know there's some questionable things I have about any revival. Uh, any revival is going to be questionable. Hello, God's moving, God's breaking, God's equipping. The gifts of the Spirit might be prominent, and that 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 upsets half the Christian community right there. There's just no way around it. But people would be as they're driving there, miles away. Filling the conviction, or or filling the draw. Why do I feel drawn to go there? Other times they 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 I forget what it. Is. And of course you can't verify all this. And but I've read it enough times, and I've I've I checked the source initially. And even who who the person who talked about it in their book. The book is about a hundred years old or so, maybe eighty years old. But talks about a fire department was even called because they they thought the church was on fire. Because of all, it was exactly because of that. It looked like the, It's just something. There's something there. So the, I think there is something to principalities over certain areas. I mean, you go into uh, just Taiwan, or let's say uh, you go into certain parts of Africa where the witch doctors are pre- re- very prevalent, and that's you know a lot of 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 that um, calling on the dead and, and the bones and what they do. And you can feel. The difference. The pre- and and I've, I've shared this before. Um, uh, the, many years ago, I think we were in Lancaster still, this, this uh, lady came to me and, and asked if I would go with her. And um, I think we arranged driving uh, things so it wouldn't be you know weird. Um, I think uh, she drove down with her husband, and we went, and her, and her, her brother was a, um, a homosexual prostitute. And, uh, was, was sick. And he looked like he could be on GQ model, you know? Um, and so we're in his, in his house, or an apartment in North Hollywood. And I'll never forget the, just even being in the area, parking and the, the, whoa! And going in and the, the smell of the incense and the, 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 crawl, the um, drapes were closed and the, it's like, when well, can I get back to Lancaster Palmdale? For all you people who complain about Lancaster Palmdale, let me tell you, let me tell you, there's some heavy oppression in other places too. And long story short, I just shared my testimony and uh, just loved on him and, and prayed with him. And his sister was there. And then I heard back six weeks later that uh, he actually finished my book, Desperate for More of God, and gave it to his family. Um, and then all of a sudden passed away. And we did his memorial here, believe it or not. I don't know if it was this location. Was it here? It was right when we got here. Right when we got here, and you had people—maybe uh, fifty, sixty people—some from North Hollywood, uh, gay people sitting right there. And I preached the gospel: the love of God calls us to repentance, calls us to turn back to Him. But the point was, you could feel that the, the, the even. <laughs> I don't want to you know, upset people in L.A, but you know, even driving sometimes into Los Angeles, can you feel that? That's one, I haven't been to Vegas and, and maybe one time for a rally three or four years ago and, and since the 1990s, because I don't have me in Las Vegas we're not, we're, it's not good. So let's just leave it at that. And just driving I mean, I, I can see it out there. I'm just like getting sick already. you know, just like, oh, man, just the, can I just want to come home?" You know, and so there's, there's something too. It could be principalities over an area. I, I'd rather err on that side because the Bible, if we had time, we could go through, you know, we, in Ezekiel or some of the different prophets, prophets, they actually speak against the pri- principalities given to a certain area and not just the people. And I don't know how it works. And when I don't know how something works exactly, I want to be careful not to make connections where the Bible doesn't make connections. And so the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and the day and the month and the year were released to kill one-third of mankind. Now the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. And I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision. Those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red and a blue I can't pronounce. <laughs> hyacinth? hyacinth? Oh, hyacinth. Yeah, just yeah, that sounds right. And sulfur yellow. So they had fiery red this blue the sulfur yellow i it's funny if you look at a, a chinese jet it's exactly what you see uh, of course we don't i mean it's all speculation a friend of mine joe pettick i don't know if you listen to the radio network you'll hear his sermons i just heard him talking about this and 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 i and i, and I was going to text him and hey give me some of your notes but um we we don't know you know we, we don't know what this is and the heads of the horses were like heads of lions, and out of their mouth came fire, smoke, and brimstone. Wow, is right. However, this says nothing of an army from the east, but of a demonic horde that destroys a third of mankind. So we can't, let's say, tie in China, for example. They boast of a 200 million man army in the 1970s. And we can't just throw them in here because it doesn't talk about those from the east until we get to Revelation 16. And let me just read that. The sixth angel poured out his bowl in Revelation 16. Now, I know what many of you are thinking because if I think it, I know you're thinking it. I can't keep track of all these judgments. There's bull judgments, there's Trump judgments. And there's seals being broken. It's like, are these twenty one different events? Are they all talking about the same thing? And that's why I, I mentioned there are different views. Uh, some would say it's a it's a it's a it's a snapshot of church history over two thousand years in the battle between good and evil. Um, or some people believe these, these are succinct. You know, this the, 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 I think the seals broken, and then the bowls are poured out, and then the trumpet judgments. There's a lot of judgments going on. And we don't quite understand to what degree they will happen. We just know we need to be prepared. And the best way to be prepared is not with food that expires in 25 years. (laughs) But to know God and to be filled with His Spirit. And so this angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates and its water was dried up. And you can watch a lot of YouTube clips on where that is actually happening now. Then demonic spirits that perform signs, they went out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for battle on the great day of God Almighty. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that is in Hebrew called Armageddon. This is the one we all hear of, right? Let me just give you an end times fact that is interesting. The 109 squadron right now, right now, out of the uh, Israeli Air Force, which operates operates the F-16s, these fighters are out of Ramat David Air Base located in the Jezreel Valley or the Valley of Armageddon. Right now. I don't know. Just interesting, isn't it? And by these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone which came out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails are like serpents having heads, and with them they do harm so we don 't know because you can see even missiles you know they look they leave that trail uh, that, that was he describing fighter jets or helicopters or chemical warfare, or as some would say, this has to do with um, with a d seventy and how I showed you they referenced Josephus or different times in, in history and and to me, it looks like this could be a cataclysmic event coming up, but the rest of mankind. But the rest of mankind, what happened to them? Who were not killed by these plagues? This just just amazes me. They still did not repent. You see what's going on in the world. You see what's going on. I mean, this is this. I mean, nothing has even remotely happened like this before. And you're still going to be mad at God. You're going to shake your little fist at Him. I'll show him. No, you won't. He'll show you. They did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. So this group of people, they are worshiping things that are not... God, They're worshiping the creation rather than the creator. And again, they did not repent. What did they not repent of? Their murders. You know, that's pretty bad. But here's, here's what's interesting. Or their sorceries. Now, I had a long rabbit trail, but I, I went against it. Um, that, that word is actually drugs. Spirits. Anything you know called that? Drugs. What many people are running to, running back to. That's what it is. It even comes from the word pharmacy. I think it's pharmacaea. These are all linked together. And am I saying if a person stumbles and goes back goes back to that, are they are they lost forever? No. There's a difference between a struggle and a lifestyle. Remember I gave you the analogy months ago about the pig and the lamb. They both find their way back to the mud that resembles sin. But the lamb cries out and hates its miserable condition and wants desperately to come out of it. That's the struggle. But the pig wallows in the mud and enjoys it and even leads others in. It's a big struggle. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. And that's the difference. You can struggle versus a lifestyle. And I don't, I don't get permission to struggle and that's why people are convicted, they don't want to come to church, there's a lot of shame and guilt. It's because they're like that lamb who is caught. And so he's putting murderers in the same camp of those who go to their drugs, go to their drink, go to their, their that that party lifestyle, and of their sexual immorality, and of being a thief, taking things. Boy, that's quite a broad group there, John. But it's important to know that worship is a posture. Worship is a posture of submission. Either to God or the God of this world. So we say, well, they worshiped the work of their hands. What what does that mean? It's really a... we, We hear worship, right? We think of what we just did this morning. And that's true. That's a form of worship, though. Biblical worship is the outflowing of a person's lifestyle. So you can come in here and do that for the last 40 minutes and go home and live a certain way. You didn't really worship. You went through some motions. Oh, that felt great. Thank you. Thank you, John Waymaker. No, no, no. Oh, that felt Felt great. Felt great. We even have unbelievers come in a lot. Oh, man, that that worship, that just felt great. They don't know God, nothing changes. So is that worship? Or is that false worship going through the motions? So worship is the lifestyle. What flows out of you all week? Yes, Sunday morning worship. Yes, worship tonight. Yes, get up in the morning and you read the Word and you begin to worship God. Later in the day, you begin to pray, and, and that's, that's what worship is. It's not just something we do for a moment. So it's a posture of submitting our lifestyle either to God or to the God of this world. It's, it's really how we spend our time, energy, resources, and money, and that reveals who or what we worship. Is that not true? Show me your checkbook and your calendar. We can figure out a lot. Do we worship Target? Costco? To feed King's stomach? Now, of course, all those things in and of themselves are not wrong. Maybe Target, right? But they're <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous. Having a background in marketing, I would love to talk to these marketing people. So you're the stupidest person on the planet. You're trying to you're trying to cave into one percent of the whole population to make a statement. Really, you're concerned about a credit score with the big guys upstairs. And you're gonna have a little kid wear a onesie's, you know, I love transgenderism. A little he's a one year old. This is this is ridiculous. How do we spend our time? How do we spend our money? And this is why most people have a hard time worshiping God, correct? This is why most people have a hard time worshiping God. Their affections are elsewhere. How can I come in and worship God if my affections are elsewhere? I've been feeding on things that are not of God all week, Maybe I've stumbled, maybe I've fumbled, and if I don't repent and get back on track, it, it's hard. I don't really, I, I come to church and I kind of feel stagnant and I feel dead, and, but I did the right thing. I checked it off, and, and I just can't. I, I, why are those people so emotional? Why do they want to come to church every night? I'm just not, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not feeling it. And it's often because our affections are elsewhere, even as believers. And over the years, I've noticed um, you know speaking now, probably for 20 years, traveling and, and speaking, and it's interesting, there's an interesting group of, of believers out there, what I call um, conservative Bible thumpers. Boy, they love that Bible, but do they love God? He's
0: calling, wake up you born wolf, down,
1: You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. I want
0: to the when He calls. He's up.